always a good practice to look at someone who's a little bit ahead of you yep. and ask them how did they get there. Yeah. Because that's what you want to know. Yeah. You don't want to stay at 30 or 40. No. You want to get to 300, 400. So go to a church of 300, 400 and go, how did you get here? This is the Church Report Podcast, exploring challenges the church faces around the world. Brought to you by the Rogo Foundation. Now, here's Scott Camden. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Scott Camden here, Advancement Director with the Rogo Foundation. And today I'm joined by one of the executives for Sandals Church. Her name is Melody Workman. Hey, Melody, how are you? Good, good. Happy to be here. Awesome. So today, you know, we take on one big question. And the question we're tackling today is, should a church be focused on guest experience? Um, I I see you nodding your head. It's obviously, yes, they should. Um, but for the benefit of our audience, because, you know, sometimes you say one thing to one person and they believe it to be, you know, defined one way, but then somebody else sees it differently. Would you take a moment to explain what you think of when you hear guest experience? Yeah, for sure. I think an easy way to think about it um, is from the street to the seat. Okay. You know? yeah. So not from the moment someone walks in the door, but from the moment someone pulls into the parking lot. Yeah. Um, and, and to sort of lay a foundation for my answer, I think that there has to be um, a joint consensus or belief around this idea that everyone in their core wants to be known. Now, yeah. that doesn't mean that they want to be singled out. You know, growing up as a little girl in small Baptist churches, we would have new people stand up. Yep. Can you imagine today? <laughs> like my kids would bolt. Like yeah. they would not come back. Like no one wants to be like made to feel weird sure. or like there's a spotlight. But at our core, we want to be known. Yeah. We want we want someone to know who we are and then to be loved. Like I'm known and now I'm loved. So yeah. I think the church has a, um, a it, we need to figure out how to do that. Yeah. And and so one of the best ways I think that you do that is you get people in your church trained on thinking about the outsider rather than the insider okay. insider language. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's a story that's told of, of a guy who um, went to this church for 40 years. Pew number two on the right hand side was his. And one Sunday a, a couple came in who were new and they sat there and he walked up, didn't ask their name, didn't introduce himself. All he said was you're in my seat. That is indicative of too many churches today. Right. We, have, we are insiders with insider language that we know where we sit. And so we've lost vision yep. for the people that are actually showing up. So I mm-hmm. think in some churches, there needs to be a 180 in terms of who are we actually targeting? Yeah. Um, the insiders are coming because yeah. they have their pew, yeah. right? Yeah. We need to be focused on people that are showing up and we need to train people to look for them and then get to know them. And it doesn't matter if your budget's $5 yeah. or $500. There are simple strategic things like things that you say, man, we're so, we're so glad that you're here. Yes. If there's anything we can do for you, my name is Melody and I'd love to help you figure out where your kids go. I mean, some, some churches, it's a maze to figure out how to get to the kids. Yeah. Yeah. How is someone supposed to know that? Well, how about instead of pointing them, how about you actually walk them there? Um, How about you look for someone inside the auditorium to introduce them to so that they have someone to sit near or by? Um, how about you have something after the service that low budget, if it needs to be, but just, Hey, if you're new here and you want to learn more, we'd love to hang out with you. Yeah. Um, I think it's just becoming strategic in the way that we think about who got, who God is bringing to our church yes. and that they want to be known. Yeah. You know, let's, let's 
talk about like some, some practical things. You know, you and I have talked a lot. Obviously, we know each other well, but you know my background. I spent a lot of time traveling all over the U.S. and doing some international stuff and getting to go into hundreds and hundreds of different churches. And I think that one of the one of the things that are, is low-hanging fruit is it's kind of awkward if you're you're going to go check out a church for the first time. Maybe you are running a little bit late because it seems to happen on a day when you're going to go to church that all the things get in your way and whatever, you've got to use a restroom. And you walk into this new church and there's like literally no signage anywhere. You know, people are in their little holy huddles having their conversations because they're not really intentionally looking for new people. So I'm dying. It's a little awkward to walk up and while you're kind of doing the pee pee dance, be like, well, where, where's your bathroom? Where's your bathroom? Right. You know, but um, just signage, you know, talk, talk about that from the street, like coming in. What would you say about, you know, having things kind of clearly pointed out to people? Yeah. Is that important? Yes. Yeah, totally. Um, at a church I was a part of years ago, we started by having, by designating parking spots. Um, there's a sign that just says new here, park here. We didn't say if you're a one-time visitor or two-time, just new here, park here. In other words, rather than you, like you said, you come in late. Yeah. So now you're parking way far away. Right. And, and, and that whole walk, just think about that person who's making that walk. What are they thinking? Yeah. They don't know anybody. Yeah. If they're unchurched, this whole thing can be weird. Yeah. So why not start out by just saying, you're new here, park here, yeah. right up at the front. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was pregnant. And um, I, my son is now almost 6'3", and, and I'm 5'3". I'm and so when I was, like, super pregnant, the stores that I went to the most were the stores that had parking for expectant moms or moms with little kids at the front of their store. Yeah. You know what that said to me? We know what you feel like and what you're going through, and we want you to come back to our store. Yeah. So here's a spot just for you. Yeah. So I would go there, yeah. even if it was 15 minutes further away than a closer store, where I had to walk further. Yeah. So if churches could adopt that same mindset, yeah. who do you want to come back? Yeah. So then create a first-time experience that they love that will bring them back. What would you say are a couple more, I'll say, visually related things that could help potentially a, a new person, a visitor, feel seen, valued? Um, they, they actually thought about somebody like me. I can see that they're – what are some visuals? that? Yeah. Well, you can – I mean – when you're talking like, you know, end of the spectrum, you can talk about really beautiful signage. I mean, it's not cheap, but it's got arrows, it's got restrooms, it's got kids, it's got, and, and you're leading people, hey, they can just look there and know where to go. Yeah. I know when I'm in a new store, that's the first thing I look for. I don't want to have to ask someone to help, sure, and that's sure. probably more about who I am. Yeah. But if I just see a clear sign that I can go, good, figure that out. If, if you don't have the money to just go buy expensive signage, then have people. I mean, spend spend a hundred dollars on on some shirts. Yeah. They go, um, ask me a question, or I'm here to help. Yeah. And then person go, hey, and then have that person trained right. to lead people to kids. We vi I visited a church once in Arizona and um, had little kids, and they had parking up close to the front for for new people. When we got out of the car, it, it wasn't weird. We didn't feel assaulted, but someone was walking towards us. Yeah. As we got our kids out. And they go, hey, they told us their name. Um, looks like you're new here. Man, I'd love to help you. Do you have any questions? Yeah, that's good. They didn't force themselves on us. Yeah. But right then and there, I said, well, where would they go? He goes, yeah, dude, I'd love to take you. As we walked, you know what he did? He talked to my kids. Yeah. He didn't, he wasn't, you know, so it's the right person. Yeah. Find a person who's good at making No, no stranger danger, awkward. Yeah. Yeah. No weird, you know, um, not sure, mom, that I should go with this guy. But he was just talking to my kids. 
we so then we felt oh man he, he values my kids and, yeah. and people should just know if your kids are having a good time the parents are going to come back yeah so he did that and then he's like hey do you guys want a coffee or water before you walk into service he walked by a guest booth handed us it was arizona in july so it was hot yeah and ice cold water walked us in he's like you guys good you need anything else it just was a little touch that made a huge difference right had i lived in arizona we would have gone back the next week. Right. He was looking for the outsider. Yeah. And it made a huge difference. Well, there's intentionality there. What about when you get in service? Um, you know, a lot of churches nowadays, not all of them, but they have signage up or, or uh, screens that will roll. Do you think it's important to maybe have a, a shout out to people who are new or to, to put some information in there that might be specific for people who just don't know yet? Yes. Yeah, for sure. And I think in the digital age we live in, we need to take a multifaceted approach okay. to that. Yeah. Um, you know, people that are maybe 50, 60 plus, yeah. they might fill out a new card, you know, that you have. So have a new card. But people, you know, 40 and younger, man, have an easy thing that they can pull out their phone yeah. and go to that's real user friendly. Um, don't make it a Google form that doesn't work on a phone. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, put some intentionality into that. And again, just because of the world that we live in, there are so many resources available right. to help us do that on, on smaller budgets. Yeah. Um, but I think one approach is, is just what you say from a stage or from a platform. Hey, if you're new here, we're really glad that you're here. Yeah. Don't put them on display. Don't make them stand up. Don't, mm -hmm. you know, put them in the middle of a circle and sing a weird song. Just <laughs> let them know that you're glad that they're yeah. there. Yeah. And then as much information as you want, we're here to give you. So go here on your phone yeah. or I'd love to meet you after the yep. service. Those little things anybody can do, they make a huge difference. Sure. Um, what, what about at the end of service? You know, so we've, we've talked about, you know, the coming in and, and kind of understanding the lay of the facility and getting to where you need to. Um, being seen, being welcomed, not being stalked, you know, the person's yeah. not going to follow you around and I'll sit next to you in service, you know, understanding that balancing that tension. But uh, you, you've gone through the service, you know, there's been the announcements, uh, the, the intentionality around language use. Uh, could you talk about the end of service? What are some things to be considered specific to guest experience? Yeah, that's a great question. Just a few months ago, I was visiting a church and again, I, I do walk in sort of evaluating because it's a part of my role. Right. But at the end of service, there was a thanks for coming and goodbye. And I remember thinking, what do you want me to do now? Yeah. What What, what is there for me to do? And I, and I don't even mean that from a consumer place as much as I'm new here and now I don't know what my next step is. Yeah. So I think that I think we fail when we don't give people a next step. Yes. That could be a next step related to you just heard a message about baptism. We'd love to give you information about being baptized. Yes. That could be a, hey, we want to get to know you, get connected. So let me, let's talk to you about groups, small groups, community yeah. groups. Or it could just be as simple as, do you have a need? We'd love to pray with you. So make that available. I think um, creating a next step, and that could be, again, related to the sermon or not. Yeah. But it gives people something that this is what we want you to do now that you've been here yeah. um, and I think connection is at the heart of that yeah. getting people connected to something yep. if someone trusts you enough to get baptized man, there's a good chance you're gonna follow up with them yeah um, if they come forward for prayer chances are they're gonna meet somebody who now knows their name yes really it's it's around connection and, and I've seen churches do lots of things I've seen them have like a hangout with some light food hey go grab your kids and come back they can run around and be crazy um, churches need to stop getting mad when kids are bad 
um, cause your kid's bad, right? Like yeah. you've been at target. My kid was like terrible. Yeah. Um, so, so make it in a space that's family friendly. Yeah. Um, and if you want to make it a, a short Q and a, if you just want to make it getting to know people, if you don't really have the budget to do that all the time, maybe do it once a month. Yeah. Um, but I think if you, if you can really wrap your mind around it's strategic and it's intentional that we're looking for new people yes. and here's what we want their experience to be like. Man, just that step that you could start doing tomorrow enhances the newcomer experience a hundredfold. In in the course of us talking, but but I, I've said this, and you've mentioned it a couple times. It's been about you've gone and visited churches. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that is something valuable that people who are listening to this could do? Yes. To help them understand what they should, and more importantly, what they should not be doing at their. Yes. Church. Well, there's that simple saying, you don't know what you don't know. So you don't know what it's like to be an outsider when yeah. you've been an insider. Yeah. So sometimes you have to force yourself to be an outsider yeah. to then understand what you need to change. Yeah, you good. come in and you feel loved. Of course, you've been going there for 5, 10, 15 years. But what about the person who's been on on the site for five minutes? Yeah. What's their experience yeah. like? So sometimes what you do is you go to visit another church and you go, um. I visited a church one time, Scott, where from the moment I walked in, I went through the entire experience, service, everything, walked out. Not one person said one thing yeah, to me yeah. the entire time. That's terrible. That church shouldn't expect to grow. Right. You know, right. It, just, it shouldn't expect to. Yeah. So when you go somewhere and you experience something, man, you're taking notes to take back to your team and go, hey, guys, here's what I just saw. It was awesome. Yeah. Or here's what I just went through. and It was awful. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do. Yep. It's extremely helpful, and most times it's free. Last thing that I'll say with that is, uh, could you speak to what types of churches? Specifically, I'm thinking of sizes. If I'm at a church that's averaging you know 30 or 40 people a weekend, uh, or maybe it's it's much larger, should should I just be focused on going to churches that are, are similar in size, or should I look for churches that are larger than we are uh, and churches that are smaller uh, to help inform what we may or may not want to be doing? Yeah. I think it's always a good practice to look at someone who's a little bit ahead of you yep. and ask them, how did they get there? Yeah. Because that's what you want to know. Yeah. You don't want to stay at 30 or 40. No. You want to get to 300, 400. So go to a church of 300, 400 and go, how did you get here? Yeah. Um, Sandal started with eight people and now, I don't know, several thousand yeah. um, between physical campuses and online. But we weren't always this size. Nope. So we have a lot of people that we network with and talk to, you and your role, me and mine, of churches that are ahead of us. Yes. And we want to know, how did you get there? Yeah. Um, so I think that that's a really, really good practice. Yeah. Um, and I also think for, for smaller churches, um, there's, there's a value here that I don't think we should skip over. And that is for a pastor or an executive pastor, assistant pastor, whatever your role is, um, find your most extroverted, warm people, even if you only have one or two, and cast vision for them on how they can be a strategic way that the church will grow. Yeah, that's like, good. Put the right people in the right positions. Yeah. If you've got Donnie, but Donnie's an introvert, give Donnie a different role. Let yeah. him count the money, <laughs> but don't put him at the front door. Right, right. Um, and it's okay to go, hey, I love you. You're valued. We, we can use you here. We just are going to shift you over here. I mean, the worship team doesn't take everybody that comes, and <laughs> yeah. we, we're blessing the church because of that. Yeah, right. Um, so I think you need to look for the right people. The guy that I mentioned in Arizona, 
mean, he was made for that role. Yeah. But I know that someone saw that in him and called it out. Sure. And then put him in a place to use just who God's made him to be. And it's strategic for their church. And, and all churches have people like that. Yeah. Uh, to wrap things up, Melody, you know, thank you so much for your time to, to talk about uh, this topic. You made a comment uh, as you were sharing just a moment ago about, you know, ask them how they got there, specific to going to churches that are where you want to get to. Um, and that's that's one of the reasons that we exist here at the Rogo Foundation yeah. is we exist to be a resource to churches that are facing challenging seasons. Uh, we do this for free. We want to serve them. We want to see them thrive. Uh, and so if you're listening today um, and you realize that, hey, I've got some great things that I can implement now, but I have more questions, I want to encourage you to go to rogofoundation.com, click on the contact us button, drop a little info there. And over the next couple of days, one of us will reach out to you because we'd love to connect with you and help you understand exactly what the challenge is that you're facing and the various ways that you might be able to address that. Uh, additionally, if, if you have any other questions around guest experience uh, that, that you would like to put forward for uh, myself or Melody to tackle maybe in a future episode or maybe to respond directly back to you, you can also do that through the contact us feature. To learn more about the Rogo Foundation, visit rogofoundation.com. Uh, and with that, God bless you all. I hope that you have a wonderful day.